Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready for some hot, steamy conversation? <laughs> I don't know about hot, steamy it is, but hot, yeah. <laughs> My mother and I had a fantastic relationship. This is Stephen, and I just want to share. Uh, yeah, I want to expound on that just quickly, because the real man... Good morning, and welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm Soy, host of the fastest-growing online talk show where we discuss real topics with real people in real situations. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome, welcome. Happy Saturday, everyone, and thanks for tuning in for another exciting and enlightening broadcast with Soy, the host of your new morning show. I want to remind you all and invite you to visit the webpage, Coffee Talk with Soy, the online store opened. The grand opening ribbon cutting ceremony happened this week, so please check out the online store for your favorite health and wellness products. If you have a product that you're interested in advertising with us, please contact me by visiting the website, and we'll definitely get your products out there. It's our goal to get the right products in front of the right people. That means you. I'm happy about our topic today. And in honor of February, the love month, as we all know it, we will be talking about some things that affect matters of the heart this month. Today, our topic, the have and the have-nots. This is the eve of Valentine's Day. Valentine's Eve is what I call it, where people are running around getting ready to celebrate love tomorrow. Well, today we're going to talk about those who may be, may or may not be struggling with getting, uh, well, celebrating this moment because they may be single. So we're going to talk about the haves and the have-nots and why it's so hard to find a mate. The perfect person to discuss this with me on the air is no one other than Pastor R.C. Blakes. Now, let me tell you a little bit about this gentleman. I found him on YouTube. He gave a profound message, and I'm telling you, if you have not found his YouTube channel, look him up. He's under Robert Blakes on YouTube. He also has an iTunes podcast under R.C. Blakes, so make note of that. He's originally from New Orleans, and, well, he's from New Orleans and Texas. Houston, Texas is where he kind of goes back and forth and traveling all over the world giving his messages. In my opinion, it's insightful for us, and he tends to talk a lot about relationships. So he is on the air with me to discuss the have and the have-nots. Good morning, Arthur Blake. How are you? Good morning. I am fantastic. How are you? I am doing well. Can't complain. Can't complain. I'm definitely excited about always having an opportunity to speak with you. I was under the weather last night, but... um, I pulled through. I pulled through so I can have this conversation with you this morning, sipping on my favorite morning beverage, Carmel Macchiato. So that, that's how I'm doing. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to have all of that yet. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, well, you still have the whole day ahead of you. you know, yes, I do. Like, I, I have, you know, I've, I've, I have come to 
realize or sense that a lot of your conversation and your messages is directed toward women. Is that is that correct? That is absolutely correct. Would you like to know why? I I that see, I'm talking to the right man. That was my next question. <laughs> well, um uh, just kind of to be as brief as I possibly can, just to give people as well uh, some perspective. I was the typical young black male and did typical young black male things in terms of relationships with young women. And that is, you know, we typically found in my generation, and I'm certain it's still the same today, we found our masculinity, we defined our manhood by how many women we could uh, play and, um, you know, just really kind of devastate, to be quite honest with you, when I look back on it. And so, lo and behold, I grow up, I mature, I come into a place of, uh, I evolve into manhood. I I evolve into manhood, and I have three daughters. And one day I have this discussion with myself, and I ask myself the question, would you want your daughters to date or encounter a man like yourself, and the question or the answer came back rather rather quickly, no. And uh, from mm-hmm. that point, you know, I began to um, really restructure my parenting even to my girls. I started teaching them the things that I did when I was, you know, doing what I was doing, and then that evolved into me doing it in church. I'm a pastor. I started teaching the young women in church. And then as I as I progressed, I wrote the book, The Father-Daughter Talk, and I discover that um, this is a major issue with women. Um, it crosses over racial barriers. Even women uh, of older years have struggled with trying to understand why they've never been able to have a successful relationship. Mm. And it almost goes back to the, the new show with uh, Rev Ron and uh, Tyrese, I think it is, it's, mm-hmm. it's not you, it's it's men. I think that's the title of it. And mm-hmm. women quite often don't understand that. And women suffer in terms of their esteem because they, they do everything they can. They're the best woman they can be, but they never can seem to make a relationship work. Internalize it, and they believe that it's because of me. And so that's where my passion comes from, to educate a generation of women relative to the game that is being played because they're in a game and they don't even realize it. Wow. Let's let's that's a perfect segue in, into the discussion of why it's so hard for um, I'm gonna say women because I, I feel that I, I don't think men have a problem. I'm just gonna put out there and be honest. This is real talk. I don't think men have a problem finding a mate. Because men will find anything. They they'll be with the woman that they know they'll have a future with. They know they know from day one they're not interested in this woman. But that'll be his mate until he move on to the next. So men don't have a problem finding a mate. They probably find the wrong mate, and that's another topic, but we're going to focus on why women have a problem finding a mate. Now, we hear all the time that we're too picky and our standards are too high. What do you think about that, Pastor Blanks? Uh I don't think that I don't, – I don't really think that there is such a thing um, as being too picky or having um, standards that are too high. I do think that sometimes when I talk to uh, my daughters uh, spiritually and naturally, 
that uh, women tend to um, look for or identify qualities from the wrong perspective. They look from the outside to the inside when I think a woman has to identify a man from the inside to the outside. It's not the it's not the label, it's the content. And quite often women are getting carried away with with the label and when they get it home and they open it up they discover it's either empty or it's poisonous. Oh. And I had a conversation last week in fact with one who discovered that she, you know, her maybe her mindset was a bit vain. And so she's now trying to really begin to discover the inner workings of a man as opposed to those external features that might attract her. Because what attracts you is not necessarily what's going to keep you. And I think that that is a good place to start. Mm. Mm. I like that. It's not the label, but it's the content. Now, the content. what do you think about... Uh, online dating. Well, because you know we're, we're working, working people, and we, we don't really have time to go to the normal places that would allow us to meet and engage and have conversation. So people tend to rely on social media or even those dating sites. Do, do you do you think those are productive? What's your opinion about that? Well, my personal opinion. I mean, I'm from a different generation. I'm 51 years old, so, you know, when I came along, we weren't doing our online dating. This is a new generation. I have some young folk that say it's worked for them. In fact, I have one couple that is successfully married as a consequence of online dating. Um, however, I don't believe in it. I don't. I wouldn't trust it. If, if I were a young person today, I wouldn't trust it because it is too easy to uh, fabricate a profile. It's too mm-hmm. easy to paint a picture that uh, you you discern might be appealing to your target. Um, so it, would, it wouldn't be my cup of tea. I wouldn't want my daughters, my biological daughters, to do online dating. Now, can I control that? No, I can't. But it, for me, it, it seems to be just a playground of um, people that might take advantage that's my personal opinion, and I know a lot of young folk disagree with me, and I, I, I take that charge. Okay. okay. Well, we certainly can uh, un- under- understand that, but I guess in, in, from your viewpoint in a perfect world, if everyone was being honest, then it, 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 would, it would work for you, huh? Wait, say that again? I said I guess in a perfect world, if everyone was being honest, that it would work. According to your in comment. a perfect world, but it's not a perfect world, be, and yeah. and and social media is so big because you know it 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 puts a person in a position where they can fabricate things and they can cover things. Um, so I mean, I just would I wouldn't trust it. I wouldn't trust it. You know, and I would say to any young person that uh, may think that is the route for you, maybe you, your your career is so demanding that you don't have the time to actually interact socially for real, um, just be very, very careful and very discerning, especially if you're a young woman, um, because, you know, you don't know who, who's on the other end of that uh, computer or whatever that thing is you're working with, your phone or your iPad or whatever. 
Well, let's just say on, on the other end of that computer or the iPad or whatever that thing is, are the men who um, who, who are in the playgrounds page. One one of your favorite uh, terms is, is, is the monkey bars. So let's talk a little bit about them out there playing playing these games uh, and give them women a few examples of what this monkey bar syndrome is. Well, in my book, you know, I I I, I listed a few characters <laughs> that men will play to pray. They will play to pray on um, the credulousness of women. And the monkey bars is when a man will take you and he'll, you know, do everything it takes to wrap you up emotionally, physically, uh, romantically. And then if there are seasons where he acts as though he wants to let you go, but then with another hand he holds on to you. And what he does is he ties your life up many times for decades. While he's yet playing the game, but he's emotionally, he's emotionally enmeshed you into a relationship that is going absolutely nowhere. And again, this is, you know, one of the main reasons why I I do not believe in online dating is because women don't understand that men ninety percent of the time approach relationships from the perspective of a game. And when a woman puts all of her information emotionally, her history, her ambitions, her romantic ambitions, all of this stuff out on Facebook, all she's doing is loading the gun of the hunter. Then a man interacts with her on some social media platform, and he designs a character specifically made to appeal to her. And she believes that she's found the perfect guy. Didn't they just make a movie called The Perfect Guy or something like that? Mm-hmm. She thinks she has the perfect guy. And then she finds out that, uh, you know, once she's invested herself sexually against her better judgment, financially, she's wasted time, she's emotionally tied up, she discovers that the image demand betrayed was a to- total farce. So... It's a it's a real game out here, and social media is the playground. So how how do you suggest women uh, avoid those traps? So should they slow down a little bit? Not not like Steve Harvey says, you know, not talk so much. Let 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 him do the talking sometimes, and not say so much as as to when you when you first um, have come in contact with them, where you are. As you mentioned on social media, um, giving them information, sometimes they do it on the first or the second date or the first few times they encounter them. Like, how you doing? What's your name? And then the women go just ballistic and sharing all this information. So should they hold hold fast and slow down? What do you suggest they do to avoid um, allowing him to set up his, his, his character for her? Well, I think it starts with understanding this. Um, now the, the pastor comes out of me. The Bible says that a man that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor. So as a young man said last night in one of our meetings, when a woman marries a man, she's, she does him a favor. So I think we should start with the fact that uh, when I they're like dating, that. yeah, when she marries yeah, like a man, that, she right does there. him a favor. My wife did me a favor when she married me. My mother did my dad a favor when she married him. 
So I, I think women should start with the fact of understanding that the initial dating experience, he's being interviewed. Many times women approach it from the perspective of I have to sell myself to this man. No, no, yes. no, no, no. You're the good thing. You're the good thing. He's being interviewed. So if he's being interviewed, he needs to do the talking while you need to do the questioning. And women do talk entirely too much, entirely too much. And they give away too much personal information that uh, a, 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 an astute player takes and manipulates her emotions with the very information that she gives him. So I think if they would start with the fact that I am the good thing, he's being interviewed, and allow that man to talk and then listen, look beyond his eyes, his haircut, his muscles, his skin tone and all of that, and listen for his intellect. Feel for his spirit. This man mm-hmm. is made of from the inside out. And trust me, if a woman will really take the time to get beyond the surface, get off the shallow aspects of it, and really dive deeper to discern what's in that man, it won't take long for her to figure out if he has substance or not. Mm. Mm. I like that. I like that. You, you should see me here in the studio when you said she's interviewing him. You know, I, I, I stood up. I, I started, well, yeah, that's right. But uh, that it, it, it really says a lot to women really understanding their value. And when they understand their value, then it will be hard for them to uh, go against something that that's not good for them because it, you know, just won't settle right with them. And sometimes when, let me tell you this, sometimes you may not have the proof that you need, but something in you just don't mesh with him, you know, and, and, and something, you're something in your spirit is, it could be the way he says things. There's, there'll be something that's in, in your spirit and your heart and your mind that's that, that is, that is giving you some friction and, 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 and don't fight with that. Don't fight with that. No, no. I don't think, to prove anything, you know, but just slow down and be aware. And and, and I, I think to listen to yourself is is, 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 is is what I would recommend as, as a woman. What would you say about that, Pastor Banks? I would say I would say you're dead on. If you if we learn to listen and if we learn to follow our heart our hearts, uh we would not make all of these mistakes because God is always leading us from the inside. The problem is that uh, when a woman is deficient, and by that I mean she does not feel that she is enough by herself, and that if she does not have a relationship, something's wrong with her. She then enters into these relation or these relationship experiences from a place of deficiency. So she shuts off her discernment because her mind is telling her, "You got to have this. You got to close this deal because if you don't." You know, you're not going to have somebody to go to the wedding with next month. You know, just crazy stuff like that. I um, want to ask you another question, and I'm hoping we have time to really uh, explore this. Uh, but just for those who are tuning in, I see the, the, the calls are coming in, and, and this is really good information. We, we, we've we covered one of the things Pastor Blake mentioned about some of the problems women have with finding a mate is that we're not looking from the inside out but outside in, and that we should focus more on content and not the label. And we just finished mentioning the value of women, 
and and being able to understand your value and doing your dating, um, doing that dating era, recognizing that he is being interviewed, and 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 listen to your heart, listen to God, and follow that path. Another um, reason why it may be hard to find the mate, uh, and and I want to ask I want to ask you this honestly, if um, if we're looking at it, if you have women who are successful, right, successful women, and who may just got just got it going on, you know, society paints this picture, the successful women, and and, it, and they paint the picture that it's it's okay to be single, and yet women are not okay with it. Now they may find a man if we look at the content, and and the content of him. What if should should she feel guilty that he does not measure up in terms of um, you meet a lot of men now who are starting over for the second time, and it could be through divorce most times or something like that where mm-hmm. now they've left the home and they so uh, uh, when you look at their, their lifespan or what they have in possession and not that you're being materialistic but I know you look at a person and you're like you're forty something you're fifty you should have had certain things settled in your life by now. You know, like a car, a house, decent job, some things of stability. So if these things are missing, and let's say he's a sweet guy, man of God, should she feel guilty about not not feeling compatible with that man because of those things? And I know a lot of women struggle with that. They feel guilty for not yeah, like people are, oh, he's a good guy for you, but it's like you know he 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 he's had some challenges and he doesn't have enough. He doesn't bring enough to the table. And not that you're being materialistic, but I want to make sure there's not that you know that the woman's looking for a lot of money and and, and fancy cars, but just stability wise. Well, I would say this, and I've seen all of it as a pastor. You know, I've seen uh, six figure women. Uh, married guys that may make twenty five, thirty thousand dollars a year, and what I've discovered is that a woman has to first of all, she, you have to get beyond, you have to get beyond the how much money we make, you know, what we bring to the table. I I always suggest to my spiritual daughters and my natural daughters out there today that you definitely want a man with a work ethic. Now, he may have had some difficult times that's put him on, you know, on the back burner or set him back a bit. But you definitely want a man with a work ethic. I would never encourage a woman to engage a man that does not want to work because one of the first cornerstones of classical manhood is working and having a desire to provide. Secondly, um, beyond Let's move beyond her looking at him and saying he doesn't bring enough to the table. I think what's even more important to that is than that is, does he have the capacity to accept what I bring to the table without being intimidated by it? Because many, Ooh. many, many professional women that have succeeded, they engage men that don't only bring enough to the table, but he's also intimidated by what she brings to the table. She has to first make certain that he's man enough not to be intimidated by her success. Now, if he's man enough not to be intimidated by her success and he has a work ethic and he has to have a vision, 
Where am I going? Where are you going, brother? You know, you cannot you cannot marry a man that does not have a vision. If he has a work ethic and a vision, she may very well be the missing link to help him get to the place mm. in terms of status that he's always desired and needed to be. My wife has been a major player in terms of what I am, who I am today. My wife brought skills and understanding and knowledge of things to the table that I just didn't have. I had all of the raw material, but I needed I needed the right woman to help me pull it together. And this is quite often the case with women versus oh. men. Sometimes he's not always put together, but you've got to have all the parts in the box. Oh, oh, oh. oh I just love it. It's getting chills. Love it, love it, love it. I um I have a you know like 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 you you know how you 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 giving your messages and you want to empower and, and inspire people to um, live healthier happier lives because you know I feel that so many people suffer from things that 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 they don't know um, like like you mentioned earlier your 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 vision or your path um, to be able to speak to women. I understand now that you're also speaking to men now, and you do have things that you share with them. You want to give a few examples of those so that they don't feel isolated and they know that there are messages coming from R.C. Blakes for the men out there. You want to drop a, drop a little knowledge on, on what you have going on for men as well? Absolutely. I recently did this thing called uh, the Manhood Academy, and it's a call for uh, it's a call to bring ma- bring men back to manhood. And when I say bring men back to classical manhood, um, I'm in reference to the fact that we currently have a generation of men that have been feminized. And that has nothing mm-hmm. to do with sexual orientation, but it has everything to do with uh, this generation of males' concept of what manhood is. Um Classical manhood is when a man understands that he is in the world to protect, to provide, and to guide. So in the Manhood Academy, we're calling men back to a place where uh, they understand their role relative to being the provider, relative to being the protector, and understanding that the woman that the woman is to be cherished. Uh, this, mm-hmm. is, this is sorely missing today, and this is missing because... We have a couple of generations now that have been fatherless, so men have not had the examples in front of them. And the most dominant figures they've seen in their world has been their mothers. Their mothers, because Mm -hmm. they were abandoned with children, they had to be more aggressive and assertive than women are typically. And so I'm trying to provide a model, trying to bring classical men before this generation now to help men to see uh, what it means to be a man Because we learn visually Most of the time as men So I'm trying to provide Visual models for men To be able to discern What it means to be a father What does it mean to be a husband mm. uh, What's the value in being uh, Committed to one woman And understanding the, the marital covenant So yes We are beginning to really speak To the lives of men And to the hearts of men Should I say Awesome, awesome. Well, Pastor R.C. Blake, it has been a joy speaking with you today, having you in the cafe with me, and I have totally enjoyed this conversation. Where can others get more information about you and follow you on social media? I am on, uh, they can go to my Facebook page, um, 
R.C. Blakes Jr. And um, I'm on Periscope. I'm, a lot of people are getting hooked on the Periscope. Uh, at Periscope, I can be found at R.C. And uh, well, it's Instagram, R.C. underscore Blakes. And my website is rcblakes.com. Awesome. There you can find me. Awesome, Thank awesome. You so and do much. check out. You, you are so welcome. I have enjoyed uh, hanging out with you. I always enjoy my time with you. I always learn so much. I appreciate you letting God lead you and, and be wow. a vessel for us. So thank you so much. Thank you. All right, folks, that wraps up our show today. It's been a good one. It's been a good one. And if you want to hear it again, visit the website and listen to it. Also, share it with your friends. We have a uh, a oh God, also we have a podcast out there that we have an app out there that you can download from your app store. Softy Talk with Toy is free, so you can take that with you. It can be right on your hip pocket or right on your iPad or your desktop and you can never miss another show again so visit me at coffeetalkwithsoy.com and find me on your social media sites under Coffee Talk with Soy. it's been a great 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 morning enjoy your weekend happy Valentine's to those who are in love and with someone if not love yourself teach yourself enjoy your time have a great weekend <laughs>